Hello, ho, 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 Hey there. <gasps> hey there. We can I'm officially so use that called. with people getting the reference now. So, <laughs> hey there. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. Hey. Um, hey there, Daisy. Cool. All right. <laughs> Skittle, who do we have today on the show? So, I'm very excited to introduce my friend Nick from Seattle, Nick Perry. He is an incredible, multi-talented performer. That's how we met. We met in the circus. And he is a dancer. He's a, you know, well, you'll hear about it in the interview. I don't want to spoil too much, but we have danced together. I know his wonderful wife as well. And she is also a very, very incredibly talented person. And I'm very excited to introduce him to our podcast because he has a very interesting and distinct feature that we will also be getting to in our interview. Great. Yeah, that sums it up well. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to, to feature him on our show. Like, I'm seriously, also, like, I'm so psyched. Yeah, I also don't want to spoil too much. Just a little spoil. little ex- little A couple days past the expiration date, like, smells a little off, but you can still drink it without it Girl, being sick. Do you want to do that? I want to, I'm really glad we had a lot of fun because both of us were able to geek out over our own interests with him. He has a wide range of interests and talents and a very well-rounded artist. Yeah. So, yeah, let's hop and skip and leap and grand jeté on over to interview with (laughs) Nick Perry. On today's episode, we have Nick. How are you? What's up, everybody? Good. How are you? Oh my gosh, also good. Great, Thank great. you for asking. What is the first thing that you saw when you opened your eyes this morning? That's a funny question. Um, we got these new... Um, oh, Amanda says she's in the same thing. <laughs> we got these we're, both like, new- <laughs> we're both like snickering. <laughs> um, so blackness utter blackness <laughs> perfect nine o'clock and so dark correct <laughs> answer we actually knew the answer to that we just want to make sure you were in where you were supposed to be this morning when you woke up dun, so. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so tell uh, us where you're calling in from today um so i'm calling in from seattle washington <laughs> represent rep, rep. seattle we do. Love it. And can we get a um, just a quick bio from you? Where were you born? Where are you raised? Where'd you go to school? What's the last five digits of your social security number? Yeah, so same answer. <laughs> born in Seattle. <laughs> raised in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school briefly in Bellingham, so not too far from Seattle. And now I'm back in Seattle. Oh, so we love it. <laughs> what was your, um, was it college in Bellingham? Yeah, so I went to Western Washington University, and there I got a degree in dance. Ooh! What is your favorite kind of dance? Well, I love ballet. I think it's just so much fun. It's very strict and very um, hard. Mm. But it's also that is what I think of when I think of fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's like. But the reason I like it is it's it's obvious. It's like I know exactly what I need to do, and it's so hard. But I at least know what I have to do. Exactly. That's true. true. And there's so much physics behind ballet, too. It's such a beautiful, also favorite medium. (laughs) So, I know 
from obviously having experience in the circus arts and doing stuff with you that you're also a musical theater person. Yes, love that musical theater. I wanted to ask, what's your most favorite like musical that you've been a part of and what's your favorite part that you've played? Oh boy, that's a pretty loaded question. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so the musical that kind of like started me off and made me really go, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is awesome. Was um, I did a kid stage production of West Side Story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. So I had did some musicals in high school and then this was still in high school, but through another theater. And one of my best friends was also in the show. And um, it was just, it was so much fun. And I love Jerome Robbins and his choreography. And of course, you know, we didn't do his choreography, but it was yeah. styled after him for kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just since then, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of musical theater, dance and jazz and um, storytelling with dance. Um, so that's definitely, you know, one of my favorite shows that I've been in. And then more recently, um, Newsies at the Village Theater, I got to oh dance. Yeah. Another one of my, like, growing up watching these movies over and over again. And um, Kenny Ortega's choreography in the movie is just so awesome and um, tells a story. And then they, you know, put it on Broadway, of course. And then it became available to all these little theaters. And there we go. Have you ever been to New York? I went once with school. Yeah. And we all went to go, you know, study dance and take dance classes. And then I was the only one in my group who wanted to go see musicals. Oh you my gosh! Only, the none only... of them wanted to watch musicals. Uh, well, you know, I guess they're expensive and they're not, you know, like modern dance. So yeah. my modern dance um, chums didn't really weren't that interested. But I did have some friends who had graduated the year before, and they went to the musicals with me. And I saw Newsies and Pippin. Awesome! That's so exciting. Uh, yeah, Seattle's Pippin, a... the circus version. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, hello. Namaste. Um, namaste. Uh, can I sit up here? Go right ahead. Are you here for Ramona's Yodel and Soul Search Yoga class? I am, yeah. I was actually just warming up. Oh? Yeah, just because I found that for my practice, I really benefit from an extra half hour to really open up both my vocal cords and my soul cavern before Ramona guides me through it. Oh, yeah, I, I totally understand. I usually go to Ben's Breathing Bikram and Breakfast Yoga class over in Hillsdale, and I normally do an extra hour of breakfast and breathing to prepare. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard great things about Ben's class. Namaste, Tyler. Namaste, Lorraine. We missed you in class last night. Valerie did a special Vino Vinyasa workshop, red versus white. Except for Rose, you know she hates to choose sides. I'm sorry I missed it. <clears throat> I'm Tyler, and you are? Allison. Is this your first time in Ramona's class? Yeah, but I'm actually friends with Ramona, and she invited me to come. We met at the Babbling Brook Yoga and Public Speaking Retreat in Guatemala last spring. Oh, that's nice. I always enjoyed teaching at that retreat. You're a teacher. Did I say teacher? I meant soul mentor. Because I don't do it for the money. I do it for the good of my pupils. That's very noble of you. Well, I wouldn't call myself noble. 
but it's nice of you to say it. Yeah, I I think that would work, actually. Oh, namaste, guys. Are you excited for class today? Namaste, Amy. Hello, Brett. Namaste. Good morning. I'm Allison. Hello, Anderson. It is such an honor to meet you. Actually, it's not. Can I tell you something? I was once in Mexico on a spiritual pilgrimage. There was one night when my friends and I did ayahuasca on the beach, and I found a stone in the sand. And on the back of that stone, it said Anderson's Beach Barbecue. So I have been waiting for you to enter my life ever since. Namaste. That's incredible. It's fate. Brett is very in tune with the cosmic river. I am but a megaphone for the universe to speak through. Yeah, I could see that about you. Your aura actually told me that when you entered the room. Oh, wow. I read auras, too. Did you train with Tiffany or Stephanie? Neither. I actually honed my skills with an indigenous teacher in the Paraguayan jungle while Ramona and I fed the homeless. Oh my god, I don't believe it. Brett and I met at a Paraguayan restaurant. We are just destined to be best friends. You have to come to lunch with us after class. Oh, thank you. I can't wait. Greetings, everybody. I'm so sorry to tell you all this, but Ramona has to cancel class this morning. She had a dream last night that one of her students is going to die. So she's forsaken her teaching career and moved to Brazil. Again, our apologies. Wow. I can't believe one of us almost died this morning. Yeah, but what are we supposed to do now? Breakfast tacos? I also wanted to comment about how Seattle is such a huge contemporary hub and modern dance hub right now. Yes, it is very artistic. And speaking of artistic... Oh my gosh. (laughs) What is your main medium pre-pandemic in the arts? So pre-pandemic, my main medium was circus and dance. And I think I would still say it's still... That is my main medium is circus and dance. Um, But it's hard to get those... um, venues and performance and practice space and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah it's mm. it's on a bit of a lull at the moment right what is your past accomplishments and projects within the circus arts and dance arts that have been a little more recent but still pre-pandemic yeah so i mean for dance i got my degree and then i worked at various theaters and kind of you know climbed my way up and one of my goals growing up was to go be in a show at the Fifth Avenue Theater. So um, this was just after college. They did a chorus line and I was commuting down to um, audition and I got a small little part and got to live out my Fifth Avenue dream. So that was um, a big accomplishment in the dance world. Yay! Um, Circus-wise, um, I've been just really loving working on a partnership with my wife. We do a duo aerial silks with Amanda. And it was just like, I, I think a lot of people have had this experience where their momentum has 
built up and built up and built up. And then, oh my gosh, we're doing it. We're finally making it, doing this thing. And then pandemic hits and it's like, yeah, oh, backwards. So we were really feeling like we were gaining some momentum as a duo and getting some gigs that were, you know, semi reoccurring and mm-hmm. um, womp womp. Yeah. Right. Everything changed. When the um, Fire Nation attacked. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> We've already used that joke in like three episodes. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just such a good one. Um, so it will work in every episode. It works in every episode. <laughs> it really does. Um, so the pandemic hit. What have you been doing um, since the pandemic hit? Artistically or non-artistically? What skills, hobbies? Um, I've been leaning more into music, but definitely obscure music. So my wife and I, we watch a lot of TV. We watch a lot of Disney. And we yes. watch a lot of Star Trek. Yes. And there is a commonality between Disney and Star Trek in this one very <gasps> tiny way. So one of the characters that I like to dress up as uh, is Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Oh. And then one of my favorite Star Trek characters that I just think is amazing is Captain Picard. He's the best. Uh, He's the best. Sorry. I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge Trekkie nerd. Engage. <laughs> make it so number one exactly so, <laughs> so for all the star trek watchers out there there's a pretty famous next generation episode where picard goes to this he gets hit with this probe and he goes and lives an entire lifetime on this other planet and he grows up and has you know has kids is like a grandfather and when he gets there he gets this um resican flute and he starts to practice on the flute and then they kind of use his flute playing as um, a measure of time by how good he's gotten at this instrument. And then when finally the episode concludes and he's back on the, the, um, his spaceship, the Enterprise, which, because, you know, every episode concludes kind of where you started so that you can just always have a new episode. He um, keeps all those memories, but then he also has the physical representation of that life is that flute and that flute i looked it up i was like man that thing is so cool turns out it's um it's a tin whistle that they artistically designed to look like an alien flute but Uh, it's a tin whistle which is like an irish um penny whistle or or um, an irish flute and mm -hmm. then i said boy that looks familiar and going back to watch the little mermaid that's the same flute that prince eric plays all through the movie Oh my, god. oh my god. So I was like, okay, if Prince Eric and Captain Picard are playing this instrument, I should probably hop on board. Oh my god. I'm over here literally <laughs> having a spasm at how excited I am. And it's true. It just we had to put down like towels. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. does a quantum system stop existing as a superposition of states and become one or the other? I mean, here's the deal. There can only be two stories to this pizza. I have some in this box, or I don't. I could have eaten it. More likely, my brother Floyd ate all of it as it sat in my car to be driven here. Floyd's a dick that way, but that's not the point. And that doesn't mean there definitely was pizza in this box, either. Don't be all bad Sherlock Holmes audience members, just go with me here. The point is, until I open the box, I may and may not have all the pizza I need at this time. 
Until I open the box, I have all and none of the pizza. Get it? Now, originally, instead of a pizza, some people used a box with a cat inside and a Geiger counter and some form of poison-releasing mechanism to decide the fate of the cat. All this to make this same analogy, but honestly, I nearly failed high school physics. I mean, my teacher was nuts. He used to see me in the hall and say, hey, Miss Veritasel, what's shaking? I had no answer for him then, nor now. To tell you the truth, the entire simultaneous states both alive or dead of the cat thingy has never, ever made sense to me. I think people like to yell Schrodinger's cat and laugh knowingly when confronted with a difficult menu choice merely to sound erudite among friends. Quantum physics snobs. These people are posturing fake knowledge and they have black souls. Clearly, this deeper science probes into the physical, actual nature of our understood reality with cars and buildings and waffles and too expensive footwear. Yes, you, Miu Miu, the more obscure and unintelligible it gets. So to the more we dissect, the farther away we get. This helps neither you, me, the maybe dead cat, the possible pizza, Niles Bohr, or anyone else. Does anyone have a Tylenol? You're a dick, Floyd. So let's lead right into talking about your feature on this episode. Okay. What are you going to be doing? Okay, yeah, so what I had in mind is I was going to play you a couple um, tunes on a couple different whistles, and for you know the sake of copyright, I'll probably stick with the traditional Irish tunes, but if, um, if you wanted to go online and look at some other fun tin whistle things, you can always check out Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, Woo! Star Trek, Inner Light, right? Those are all um, Tin Whistle featured. But I'll stick with some Irish tunes. Um, first up, I'll play probably a jig, because jigs in Irish music oh are gosh. really cool. Yes, they're the best! I love them! You can go to, like, a bar, and there's a session jam, and people just, everyone knows these, like, session tunes. So one of the most popular session tunes is called the Kesh Jig. So I'll play that. a little bit of the Kesh Jig. Um, another kind of brand of whistle tune is, would be like a slow air. And there's Ooh. a really famous slow air called Inishir about, um, about this tiny little island, um, off the coast of Ireland near Botany Bay, um, called Inishir. And it's really pretty. So I'll play some of that. And then probably just play another jig. Maybe go like, yes. Yeah, Morrison Jig is another pretty famous one. And um, yeah, we'll have a good time. I also want to let our listeners know that if you do want to check out any of Nick's stuff and he was willing to share his social media, you could probably check out the Tin Whistle stuff that otherwise would be copyrighted. Exactly. Yeah, I've got a couple little videos on my uh, Instagram, but. I'm really bad at recording things, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm slow to get them on there. And I also definitely want to comment, I love Irish folk music because it's like the basis of where bluegrass came from. And a lot of oh, banjo yeah. stuff that I like is folk music-esque. 
Yeah, we could definitely get a banjo and a whistle together and play some jigs. Yeah, exactly! Oh a jam a session forming before my eyes. <laughs> hey everyone, so I kind of want to play a couple tunes for you and chat about each of them as we go along as well. And it's also interesting to note that I am just about at my one year anniversary of picking up the tin whistle and thinking, wow, this is a cool instrument I should try. So I'm excited about um, all the work that I put into it. It's been really a good project to do during quarantine. And kind of the first reason why I picked up the tin whistle was based on some other folks that were playing it and just initial interest. I saw it on TV and I said, oh, that's kind of cool. But then as I started to practice it, I realized that I really wanted to be able to play with other musicians and uh, like jam out. It's easier to take a tin whistle around than it is to take a drum set around. So I thought that would be a good, a good option for me to have in my back pocket. So I started looking up Irish music and the kinds of music that you would play on the tin whistle and I stumbled across um, the Irish session music. So if you're unfamiliar with session music, basically what it is is it's a um, collection of people and songs and it's basically like a jam session. So session artists will all kind of know the same songs and then informally gather and just jam out and you can have all sorts of instruments playing the same like standard tunes like whistles, bagpipes, drummers are there, guitar, accordion, singers, tap dancers, Irish dancers, kind of whatever you could imagine being at a session jam could be there. And so I thought the whistle would be great if I ever, you know, wanted to travel, I could just have my whistle and if I found myself in a session and I knew some session tunes then I could, um, you know, throw down and jump in. So the first song I'm gonna play for you is um, one of the songs that comes up a lot when I googled most popular session tunes. And it's called the Kesh Jig. It goes like this. What's kind of interesting about session tunes is they all kind of, well, at least the jigs, they all kind of follow the same formula, right? A, A, B, B, repeat forever and ever until um, we all fall down, right? So there's a section of music that goes, it's usually about two to four measures, and then that repeats with a slight variation on the ending. And then you go to a new set of measures that sounds different from the first, and that, that's the B section, it goes B, and then B again with a slight variation at the end. So I just played for you an A, an A, and then a B. So slightly shorter version. The next song I wanna play for you is um, the Swallowtail Jig, and it's another really common session jig. It goes like this.
So for that song, I did go A, A, B, B to kind of follow the standard jig formula. So that's kind of the session jig breakdown. And then there's also slow airs, reels, lots of other types of songs you can play on a whistle. And a one pretty common slow air that I've learned to really like is called Inishir. And it's written by someone who was really inspired by um, this small island kind of off Botany Bay near Ireland um, called Inishir. I would tell you the um, you know traditional pronunciation, but I cannot because I have never been told how to say it. And I'm not going to try. So here is Inishir. And again, that's kind of a shortened version of the song. We'll call that the abridged version of Inishir. It's really pretty and you can often find it um, on harp or on guitar. Um, it goes really nice with a whistle and guitar. I keep trying to convince my dad to learn it. So we can jam out together because that's my whole goal. And um, you know, and then along with the Irish music, there's lots of other tunes you can play as well. Um, lots of Disney music is good on the tin whistle. Lord of the Rings is perfect. I'm not going to play them for you just because of copyrights, but um, you can definitely go on YouTube and search um, Tin Whistle, Lord of the Rings, and you can find some really good covers of it. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. Um, tin Whistles are pretty cheap and affordable, so if you ever feel like picking one up, you can spend a little bit of money for a whole lot of fun. And um, thanks to Skill and Max for having me on the show, and I hope you guys all have a great day. Uh, so we do have questions that we ask every guest artist who comes on the show. First, what book have you last read or are currently reading? Uh, I'm working on Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban. Awesome. And number two is our sort of past the spotlight section. So we want to know who you would recommend our listeners go check out. Another artist, someone that you know, maybe doesn't have to be personally, but who can we recommend our listeners go check out and where can people find them? Okay, so his name is Nicholas Brass. Nicholas Brass. Oh. And um, yeah, he just makes PVC pipe instruments and then plays them and they're insane and awesome and creative. Awesome. I love that. And his Instagram is just uh, N-I-C-O-L-A-S underscore B-R-A-S underscore. Check them out.
Sweet. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of our show and our podcast. And I'm so excited to show our viewers and listeners your stuff. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me, you guys. Wow. Skittle. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, what, what can we say? What can okay. We... So first off, I just want to, <laughs> I need to comment I am such a big Star Trek nerd, so when we were like nerding out in the interview about Star Trek, I was so excited, and then I was like, yeah, like I got that tin whistle. I was like, oh my god. So I knew exactly what episode in Star Trek um, that Nick was talking about, because like Picard, he has like his little tin whistle, that's how you could tell like how far ahead he's progressed, and so I was so excited to like actually hear someone play a tin whistle other than that episode because that episode was literally the only time that i had heard of a a tin whistle and b of anyone playing a tin whistle so getting to hear nick like play it on top of that him being so good i was just like blown away <laughs> i really was <laughs> what did you think uh max i thought it was really cool i really love like we talked about in the interview i really love that um style of music as well I think they're really, yeah. cool. really fun to dance to. So yeah, I was on my feet in the heat. Oh my god, girl. Tip a tapping. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my god. No, it was really fun. It was really... Doing a little jink. Anyways, and I'm also really excited that you guys got to hear about Nick himself as a person. Because like, he... Like we had gotten like to work together, right? Like I feel like we like said that in the interview uh, we had gotten to work together and it was so much fun like working with a dancer and like getting to partner with someone like that was so fun <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i'm just giggling <laughs> from joy you know um <laughs> so thank you nick so much for being a part of this podcast for featuring a very interesting and unique art uh art form of a tin whistle and tin whistling to our souls <laughs> I can't actually whistle, so that was just me imitating the automata. Anyway, uh, still, do you have any final words to say that have just... not been said, that I noticed you haven't said yet, so you could use them now? Oh my god, here we go. First <laughs> off, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to the Max and Skittle Power Hour, not an hour, and don't forget about our that's right you guessed it our patreon page please subscribe your wonderful subscription goes towards us goes through the making of this podcast and it goes to supporting the arts aka our arts so that's our patreon.com slash max n skittle m a k s n s k t l max n skittle Great. And I love you. I second that emotion. The Max and Skittle Power Hour was created and produced by Max Turner and Skittle Cheshire. Today's episode featured guest artist Nick Perry. The piece Schrodinger's Pizza was written and performed by Buona Sera. And the piece Welcome to Yoga, written by Max, starred the voice stylings of Bailey Gray Keith, Vanessa Pasmino, Buona Sera, Santos Cologne, and Skittle Cheshire. Show music by Kel Gabe. We would also like to thank our Patreon performer, Daniel Conroy. 
You can find all episodes of the Max and Skittle Power Hour on our Podbean site at maxandskittlepowerhour.podbean.com. You can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash maxandskittle. That's M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. You'll also enjoy multiple benefits, such as access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, bonus videos, and more, depending on your Patreon tier. Please subscribe to our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to give this episode a like. That's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week.